0: We are going to go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Our growth is very important to God. Then it says in verse 3, If so be ye, that you have tested that the Lord is gracious. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, have you tested that the Lord is gracious? Which means as newborn babies, the first thing you're introduced to is the grace of God. That the Lord is gracious. Next verse. To whom coming, that Lord, to whom coming to that Lord, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Today, I'm led of the Spirit to share with us on the rock of our salvation. Yeah. Hallelujah. So this verse is very important here. It says, to whom coming, we have come to the Lord. says, who is a living stone? We have come to this living stone says, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. And I love that. Because he says this stone was rejected. Disallowed. That's the meaning of disallowed. It was disallowed. But it being disallowed did not change the fact that he was chosen and precious. So the rejection of men does not mean the rejection of God. It doesn't matter who approves of you. God approves of you. Say, I am chosen and precious. Chosen and precious. Say, I'm special to God. Hallelujah. So the rock of our salvation. When you look at the Old Testament, there are many shadows and types of Christ. There are many things, if you are a student of the Word, you will discover that Christ was very many things in the Old Testament. Why? Because the Bible says, God said that God cannot do anything except He reveals it to His servants. And so Jesus also could not come until there was a revelation of Him. There had to be a revealing of a sort, before he could come to do the work. Because that says he, God will not do anything. And so Jesus came as a fulfillment of all the shadows and types. Why was he fulfilling the shadows? Because he was coming in as the light. So the dispensation of darkness and shadows was left behind. He came as the light of the world. So we no longer walk in shadows. Say, I no longer walk in shadows. I'm sure of my future. I no longer walk in shadows. But for him to bring this light, the glorious light of the gospel, he had to first fulfill the shadows. He had to fulfill all the shadows. Everything that was said about him, he had to fulfill. But one of those things that is very interesting about this Christ was that he was a rock and the rock of our salvation. Praise God. So because God knew that the people would not understand if Jesus came immediately, he had to reveal, he had to bring in the progression of revelation. The progression of revelation, why it is progressing is for a reason of growth. For a reason of growth. So he made it progressive so that you can grow. That's why the Bible says that the teacher should be patient while teaching. Why? Because you cannot teach so fast. You have to teach at the pace where you can be followed. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. So, yes, Jesus had to fulfill all those shadows. So, the reason as to why we had to see shadows first is because revelation had to be progressive so that it is receivable by people in different dispensations. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So when Jesus came, he was that rock that was referred to in the Old Testament. So the Bible says that he was the rock from which they drank. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. I don't know that those guys really understood when they were drinking, that they were drinking a spiritual drink. He says, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. This was a very special rock. After they drank from it, physically they walked away, but the Bible says the rock followed them. The rock went with them. Because the rock knew, along the way they could get thirsty again. It had to go after them. Oh! Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want us, by the grace of God, to go back in the Old Testament and look at men who encountered this rock. Trace where this rock is coming from. Are we together? So, one of the first men that encountered this rock was Jacob. One day, he was tired of his journey, and then he decides to sleep. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 11, it says, And he lighted, they talk about Jacob there, it says, And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. He says, because the sun was set and he took off the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. I mean, the level of suffering where a stone can be a pillow. Praise God. Some people complain a lot, but you haven't seen anything. Until a stone is your pillow. Far from you in Jesus. (laughs) Some of you are crying on a very soft pillow. A man was on a hard one, but he was not crying. But when he slept on that rock, heaven opened unto him. To signify that that was no ordinary rock. That was Christ. When he rested on Christ, heaven opened unto him. Because revelation comes easy for men who know how to rest. (laughs) Hallelujah. When he was there, the Bible says, heaven opened, says, and he dreamed a dream. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Oh, hallelujah. Ascending and descending on it. Next verse. He says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. What I love there is that God didn't come down the ladder. It is Jacob to come up, not for God to descend. God invites us to a place of his understanding. He doesn't love it when he has to first condescend to your own understanding. He wants you to climb up the ladder to his place of understanding. Say praise God. He says, I'm the God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon you're lying, to you will I give it and to your seed. Next verse and your seed shall be as the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south say amen, so that's my story have you understood the story? spreading abroad to the west to the east, to the north and to the south and in you and in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed, look at how big that blessing is God talks big when God talks, He talks big. Next verse says, "And behold, I am with you, and will keep you in all places where you go." The kingdom says, "Whither thou goest." Oh, hallelujah! It says, "And will bring you again to this land, for I will not leave you. I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of." <laughs> we are not talking about you. Leave in God or not leave in God. No, that discussion is not what we are having. The discussion here is God saying, I will not leave you. We are serving a God who, even in your madness, He has sworn not to leave you alone. I will not leave you. When you go back to the bar, He goes back with you. I will not leave you until we get out of this place because I have called you to glory and virtue. And I'll ensure you are uncomfortable in anything that is not glorious or with virtue. Oh, hallelujah. Let's continue. It says in verse 16, and Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. The Lord is. In the, which Lord was in that place? The rock. The rock was the Lord in that place. He encountered this rock. Next verse. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. The rock that he slept on gave him access to heaven. Jesus, the rock of your salvation is your access to the realm of the Spirit. We don't have any other access to the realm of the Spirit. It's Christ's. Anything I see in the Spirit, I see it by Christ. That is how not to err. It is the rock that gives us access to the realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then the next verse, says, And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows. Where we first read, that says he gathered stones. But here, what was stones has become the stone. The stone definite article, this stone. This was this stone. Christ says he had put him for the pillars and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon it, on top of it. Praise God. Next verse. And he called the name of that place Bethel. And Bethel means house of God. He called it the house of God. It says, but the name of that city was God lose at the first. Had another name. Next verse. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And for all that you shall give me, I will surely give a tenth unto thee. Jacob reduced the conversation to clothes, shoes, cars, if you will give me a car, if you bring me back to my father's place in peace. Because I was talking about higher things. When I was discussing, I'm God, I'm too big to talk to one man. When I talk to one man, I'm not just talking to one man, I'm talking to that man and everything in that man. When God speaks to a man, He is speaking beyond that man. He is talking to everything in him. So he says, since you have reduced the discussion to shirts and shoes and bread, I will still do the shirts and the shoes and the bread to your entire generation. And so all the children that came from Jacob, God called them Jacob. Now, when he called them Jacob, he now had the right to collect tithes from them. Because their father promised that he would tithe. So that is how tithe, which was a revelation, was converted to a law. What was a revelation to Abraham? Jacob, because of his needs, converted into into a law. Oh, praise God. And that is why later you see that these kids later, in the book of Malachi, God says, Malachi 3 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, well here with, says the Lord of hosts, whether I will not open unto the windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing that there shall be no room enough to receive it. What we are seeing before is Jacob sleeping on the rock, and heaven opens. When the law came in, these guys have to tithe for heaven to open. Ah. When it was still a revelation, it was heaven open first and then the man will tie. But when he brought in the law by his vow, you know, we like to promise, but you know, God, this time around, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do so well. Then you enter the law. Then what was a revelation becomes a law unto you. Because this message that we preach, the grace message, if you don't get the spirit of it, it will still be a law. Because the letters of the message and the spirit of the message, what you ought to get, you have to go past the letters to the spirit. So the law is not just the Ten Commandments. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason as to why God gives you the written word is so that you may encounter the living word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's why later the children of Jacob they were stealing tithes and God says, you are robbing me. How could they not rob him? The name Jacob means thief. So they were also Jacob. So they were just doing who they were. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. But that rock became a rock of salvation for Jacob. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The next time we meet the rock was with the man Moses. Say hallelujah. You remember when Moses was leading the children of Israel from bondage. Along the way, they became thirsty. And they complained to Moses, we want water. Where are we going to get water? Did you bring us to kill us here? What is very funny is that those guys wanted to kill Moses who knew where they were going. They didn't know where they were going. But the one who was appointed to take them, they wanted to kill him. They were better stuck (laughs) than having a leader. So anyway, Moses goes to God and prays. And when he prays, God said in Exodus 17 verse 6, God told Moses, Behold, I will stand before you there upon the rock, not upon a rock, upon the rock in Horeb. It says, and you shall smite the rock and there shall come water out of it and the people may drink and Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. God told him, strike the rock and the rock shall give you water. God was revealing his nature to this man that you can strike me and I'll still give you water. I'm a kind of God who if you strike, I bring forth water. I don't strike back, I give water. Oh, hallelujah. All the things humanity did to him, he chose to give water. That's why the Bible says that by whose stripes we were healed. When we beat him, he released healing. So some of you feel very bad, oh, I have hurt God, I have hurt God. Yes, you have hurt him, but the more you hurt him, the more he provides water. Why? Because the the solution to your misbehavior is that water. Oh, praise God. No man sins that is not thirsty. For you to sin, there has to be a thirst. And so God can't punish you for your thirsts. He has to supply what will solve the thirst. In the world of law, if you're thirsty and you steal water, you enter prison. God says, no, I know why you're thirsty. And I know why you're stealing, praise God. I know why you're stealing because you're thirsty. So he wants to give you the solution. You see, God has not come into our lives to condemn. Because condemnation doesn't change anything. When he sent the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came as the helper. He didn't come as a condemner. He came as a helper to help you where you are weak because you don't need help where you are strong. Do you understand? You don't need help where you are strong. You need help where you are weak. So that's why the Holy Spirit has come. Oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit has left me. How can he leave you? He came to help you. He can't go because what has brought him is to help. That's why David says, God is the rock, my help. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to make you fall in love with the rock of your salvation today. Oh, hallelujah. And so he smites this rock and gives him water. But then God wanted to do a transition of a sort because he had a new order in plan. There was an old order. In the old order, you had to strike the rock to give you water. In the new order, Moses had to speak to the rock, not to strike it. Why? Because Jesus does not die twice. You don't strike Jesus twice. He's crucified once. That's Jesus Christ has died once and for all. So God was trying to establish a pattern that is not of works. Because you see, when he struck the rock, that was a work that brought forth water. And so yes, Jesus had to work. But later, there is no work in the second order. Second and last order. In the first order, there had to be work. So he came to fulfill the law. So he had to be stricken. But later, you don't strike him. You talk to him. That's why the Bible says, if thou shalt confess, religion is still striking God for him to provide water. They strike him with their good behavior. I did not tell lies this week. You must provide water. <laughs> hey, hey. I have not stolen anything. You must give me water. And God says, I don't operate like that. The Bible says, to God, circumcision or no circumcision there uh, is anything. It says, for in Christ, give us that verse. For in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, say, I'm in Jesus Christ. It says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. He's saying, whether you are circumcised or not circumcised, whatever you do is not availing anything. Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. It says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. What I'm looking for is not a circumcised body or an uncircumcised body. Whether you're cut or not cut, whatever you do outwardly in the flesh to please me is not availing anything, even though you're getting tired doing it and thinking that because you are tired, God is pleased. So I've served God. And all you have done is to sweep. Oh, I've served God. I have served God. And then just by carrying chairs, you have served God. The gospel are preaching. Men were beheaded. Beheaded. You you are mad because they insulted you in church. What about if they cut off your head? Ah. (laughs) Hey. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, what I'm interested in is the new creature. The new creature, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this new creature, we don't strike it for it to produce righteousness. We talk to it. Because in the law, you have to be beaten into shape. They have to beat you to behave a certain way. In the new order, we are no longer beating There's a way God talks to you and without striking you, you bring out water. Oh, hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, those that believe in me, out of their bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Say, I flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. That's why in any area where there's death in your life, you can pour living water there and we live again. You have the solution within you. It's living water. Say nothing dies around me. I have within me rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the next time we see a rock, meanwhile, before even transitioning to the Isaiah one, there is, The law. Remember the law? The law was written on tablets of stone. Now, those who saw the law saw commandments. But beyond that law was the love of God. It just needed revelation because the law is the curtain. If they just removed that curtain, they would have seen God's love. Because the God who says, do not steal, He's trying to protect your property. He loves you so much. When he says, lie not one to another, he loves you so much, he does not want you to be lied to. But they stopped at the letters of it. They never went past to the spirit of it to see how God loved them. Because see, God did not have things to steal, that he had to tell people, don't steal. He was not trying to protect his, he was trying to protect theirs. But all they saw were laws. Hallelujah. Also, before Moses encounters all these rocks, there was a rock that also saved his life. There's a time God wanted to kill Moses. And his wife got a stone and circumcised him. What a wife. <laughs> <laughs> if you have believing God for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> not believed in circumcision, <laughs> a stone, how sharp is the stone? <laughs> Praise God, but that stone became a rock of Moses' salvation, he would have died, we need women like that who can see in the spirit and save their husband, she circumcised him for ministry, Now, that was in the first order. Some mad woman can pick it from here and we hear news. <laughs> in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, they told you circumcision, circumcision does not help anything. So leave the man alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Say the rock of my salvation. So the Bible says that rock moved with them. Meanwhile, the place where they, they thirsted from is the very place the rock was. Huh. They didn't complain one kilometer away. At the time they complained, at the time they wanted water, the rock was available. Why? Because it had to be their very present help in trouble. Remember where we read, it said this rock moves. It's a mobile rock, which means it had come with them that far. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what you're thirsting about. Nothing will ever quench your thirst except the life of God that has been given unto you. Hallelujah. The next time we hear of a rock is in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 51, from verse 1. It says, hearken unto me, you that follow after righteousness. You that seek the Lord, look unto the rock. It says, you that pray. You that pray. He says, look unto the rock whence you were hewn. Which means you were hewn from a rock. Which means you are of rock material. Ah, say I'm of rock material. I'm of rock material. It means you are fashioned to sustain any kind of situation. You can go through anything. Because you are hewn from Abraham. We'll look at verse 2. In verse 2 says, look unto Abraham your father. Which means you were hewn from Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith. So because you are hewn from that rock, you are a man or woman of faith. Say I'm a man of faith. Say I'm a man or woman of faith. So I was hewn from faith. So my nature is to believe God. Oh hallelujah, hallelujah. So you are of rock material. That's why I never worry. I'm one of the most peaceful sons of Apostle Gregory. Peaceful. Nothing perturbs me. Many of you who have met me, there is no day you meet me and I'm not smiling. Not because I'm not going through something. I know what I'm made of. Praise God. My wife will tell you, I'm so calm. At first, it was so annoying. How can a man be this calm? Ah. At first, it was like, you are hardened. In me, I was like, inside, I'm a rock. <laughs> you know, again, you know, sometimes wives. When the man had it, he said, but why are you hard? Then when he softens, he okay. Eh? When he softens, it's like, now there are two women in the house. <laughs> Yet you don't like the hard one. <laughs> so I had to toughen to remain the man in the house. I toughened. Uh, there's too much milk in the house. And then I toughened. <laughs> and when I toughened, the milk came. My wife will tell you we have never lacked bread and milk in our house, bread and milk. That level, no, God didn't allow. Even when we were in those days, before we understood the gospel, milk still came. Ah! (laughs) Praise God. And now we have become suppliers if you want milk. Because of the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. This rock is with you. You don't have to worry anything you're going through. You were built for it. Say, I was built for any circumstance. Say, in any circumstance, I'm built to go through it. Your shoes don't complain of the road you walk on. Say, hey, the stones are so rough. No, they were built for the road. That's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were going to throw them in the fire, God didn't come. He knew what they were made of. When you see God not coming, when you pray and you feel like God is not coming, it's because he knows what he made you of. Uh, God knows you can handle that thing. They came out and they were not smelling any smoke. Praise God! You find a Christian saying, "Oh, they have fired me." They don't fire us. The Bible says we are fire. How do you fire fire? Hey! When you bring fire to fire, you increase the flame. Praise God! Say, so "I'm not fireable." Praise God. And when you don't know these things, you find yourself apologizing unnecessarily. Oh, please, please. Not that you shouldn't speak politely, but when you are so humiliated until you feel your God is also humiliated. Like, mm, this humiliation has gone to another level. <laughs> Praise God. You walk away because you don't want your God to be exalted. Is this okay? See you at another level. Hallelujah. It's not possible to look down on me. How do you look down on me? Give me back that verse in Isaiah. Let me show you. It says, "Harken to me, you that follow after righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence you are hewn, unto the hole of the pit whence you were digged. The hole whence you were digged. I'm no longer in the hole. I was digged out. The Bible says we were raised together with Christ. So I'm no longer down there. So you cannot look down on me because I'm not there. Hey. How can they look down on a Christian? He's not down there. Who put him down there? Says we were raised far above all principality and power. So they don't look down on you, they look up to you. Hey. Say the word. The word. Ah. Say it with anger. Say, the world Ah. looks up to me. me. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Listen to what the rock of your salvation said. He said, you shall lend to nations. What kind of money will you have to lend to nations? Oh, hallelujah. He says, you shall lend to nations. You have become a source. He says, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto your land. And it says in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand, and you shall lend unto many nations and you shall not borrow. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, I'm of rock material. Say, I'm not intimidatable by situations. That's why it is God going through. When you say, I'm going through this and this, go through. Eh? Don't be stuck there oh, so I'm going. Are you going through or you're standing? If it is true you're going through, continue. And go through. Oh, hallelujah. Say, I'm not stuck. I'm going through. And God has not intended for you to know what you're going through. He has not intended it. That's why he says, when you go through the waters... They will not overflow you. Just when you go through fire, it shall not burn you. What is God saying? He's saying, when you reach into a fire situation, don't mind the fire. Don't even pray and mention fire. Because I've told you beforehand that it will be of no consequence. So when you reach there, go through. Not, oh God, the fire. When you tell God, oh God, the fire, they make it seven times water. Because he knows what you're made of. Say, I'm of fire material. Say, I'm of rock material. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, I'm not intimidatable by circumstances. Say, I was hewn from Abraham. Now, if you are hewn from Abraham, it means you are of the same substance with that which staggers not. The Bible says, Abraham staggered not. I do not stagger in life. I was hewn from a rock that does not stagger. I was hewn from the rock that believes God to the saving of the soul. Say, I believe God. Hallelujah. I know there's a transition that happens when you believe God. When you are first born again, you believe in the rock of your salvation. Now, when you believe in that rock, the next thing that happens is you begin to build now on that rock. You build businesses on that rock. For you to build your marriage on that rock means you believe in that rock. So many have not transitioned from the believing part to now acting out their faith. Oh, hallelujah. Now the next time we see this rock, now there are many places where you see the rock. Because I know after this sermon, you might want to go and look at all the rocks in the Old Testament. Let me give you a disclaimer before, <laughs> before you go there. Not all rocks there represent Christ. The Bible says Elijah was somewhere and then there was an earthquake and rocks split and God was not in them. So already we have an example of rocks where God was not. So don't go looking for all the rocks. Let the Spirit of God lead you. It will be an amazing journey to study this thing. Praise God. Yes, it says. And after the earthquake, a fire. It says, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And God was in the still small voice. Meanwhile, why was there an earthquake with Elijah? God was not in the earthquake, yet there was an earthquake. This Elijah had run away from a certain woman called Jezebel. Hmm. Say women. (laughs) He had slaughtered very many men and then one woman. The power of women. So anyway, having run, God begins to reveal to him what was with him. He didn't have to run. There was an earthquake. There was fire. Where were you running with all this fire? So He asked him, what are you doing here? What a question. Imagine God asking me, what are you doing here? <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, it says, and he came thither unto a cave. Caves are made of rocks. So he also hid himself in the rock of his salvation, away from Jezebel. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The next time we see a rock is at the well of Samaria. This rock came and sat on a well. Tell your neighbor, the rock sat on a well. Then a woman came. You know, this is very interesting. Jesus is such a minister. He had 12 disciples whom he sent to go and buy meat. Which meat, when they brought it, he said, ah, I no longer want to eat. Yeah. You imagine also the level of submission. Where? You meet 12 men, all of them are going to buy meat. 12 men. <laughs> Why are you going to buy meat? 12 men. Meat that only Judas could bring. <laughs> 12 men. Why did he send all of them? Because he knew men were this woman's problem. <laughs> So he had to send them away to have private time with this woman to have women's conference. Hey! That was a special migrate price at the where. So anyway, Jesus asked this woman. He asked her, give me some water to drink. And the woman said, How can I give you water? We don't connect. I'm a Samaritan, you are a Jew. There's no connection. How can I give you water? Now that's religion, because religion is not who looks at Jew Samaritan. But is water religious? Too much religion. Because she's saying, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. But water is water. Anyway, Jesus says, if you knew who you were talking with, if you knew the rock standing before you, how that I carry water, That's John 4, verse 10. And Jesus answered and said unto her, if you knew the gift of God, don't you see you are coming to fetch? That's a work, but there's a gift. You are talking about buckets. I'm talking about you believing and what you would have fetched with the bucket comes to you. He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. Now, this woman, she was always coming to this well and coming back to this well and coming back to this well. And the time she was coming to this well, she would find men. And every time she had a thirst within herself and she was thinking, maybe this man will solve it. And she gets the man and the man is not enough. She gets another one and another one. But all that is in her life, yet she is fetching water from a well of a man of God. Jacob was a man of God. She even asked, Are you greater than Jacob, our father, who gave us this well? But you see, Jacob, yes, gave you this well, but you're drinking of this well, but still in sin. That's why I thank God for bringing me to Fanero Ministries. Oh. Where are you? Don't fast again. Where are your thirst? Oh, hallelujah. Our thirst has been redefined. When I say I'm thirsty, it's because I've had too much. The too much, is like I'm too full, it has become a responsibility. So I'm hungry in that sense. Do you understand? Like God has given you too much, you are full. But after being full, you become, like he says, to whom much is given, much is required. So the requirement is the hunger. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus said, forget about this well. Because this well, if you fetch on it, you will keep getting thirsty again. She says, I will give you water. This one, when you drink it, you will never thirst again. When Jesus was through with her, she went. She came as my great prize, And she went and did men gather in Samaria. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. She brought all men to Jesus. Her perspective of men changed. She now was looking at souls. She brought souls to Jesus. Say, I'm a soul winner. Say, my assignment is to bring men to the rock of salvation. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, the woman then left her water pot. She left wax. Because Jesus changed her life from someone who has to come to fetch. And he converted her to a well herself. So she didn't have to go and look for help outside. Because the help has been put inside. She now flows life and for the first time in her life, she met the right man, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. So now, the next time we see this rock is on the cross. The rock is hanging on the cross. And while on the cross, this rock says, I'm thirsty. Now, you be that woman who was promised to be given water and not to be thirsty again. And then you hear this man who was promising to solve your thirst, saying, I'm thirsty. That would confuse her. And many things in the Old Testament were like that. They would confuse. Why? That confusion was allowed because Christ had not yet died. The ignorance had to be solved by his death. His death and resurrection brought light. The Bible says light and immortality came through the gospel. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But why was he thirsty? He was thirsty because he had poured out his life. All the water he was promising the woman had been poured out. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it says he laid down his life. So when you believe, you take up the life that was laid down. That's how we received life. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Then after that, the next time we see a rock is when they bury the rock and then they close the tomb with another rock. There was a bigger rock. That's why he had to raise from the dead. Because in the realm of the Spirit, lower rocks bow to higher rocks. That's why David said, when I am overwhelmed, lead me to the rock higher. So in the spirit, rocks are ranked. They are higher rocks. And when you are stuck, you don't need a rock which is at your level. You need a rock higher. Your friends cannot remove you from where you are. You need a man above you. Oh, when I reach that place, I want to thank God for our Father. For so grace, my higher rock. says, lead me, which means we don't take ourselves to higher rocks. We are laid there. So I didn't just come to funeral. no, I was led. Oh hallelujah, how many were led to this ministry? Let's give God the mighty hand clap. Actually, David said that God saved him from a miry clay and he set his feet upon the rock. The law is miry clay, clay, and your clay is sliding. When you decide to live by the law, you will always slide back to your mistakes. If you have lived by the law, you will know that the things you promised to do for God, you have always slid back, because it's a pit of miry clay. He says, but now he has set my feet upon, it isn't on the rock, whether I want to backslide or not, you can't backslide, it's a rock. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, my feet are on the rock. He says, and set my feet upon a rock he says, and established my goings. Say, I have established goings. What does it mean established goings? Established goings means when you go, you go. You know that people, who, they go and begin businesses, then you meet them coming back. What happens? It's refuses. You don't have established goings, but once you realize that you have been built upon the rock, your goings are established. Hallelujah praise the Lord Jesus Christ but again on that place of the tomb God was again defining something because Lazarus a very special case God was defining something when he was raising Lazarus from the dead he told the men to remove the stone so they had to remove the stone for Lazarus to come out so that was the work of the law when it came to Jesus no one needed to remove that thing Actually, if you studied the scripture properly, Jesus came out of that grave without removing the stone. What many of you know is an angel came and rolled it away. By the time the angel rolled it, Jesus was out. Because you see, what we are made of, you don't need to open for us. Oh, hallelujah. You can't be locked out and you can't be locked in. That's how free you are. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But now the Bible says we have also become one with this Christ. We have also become rocks of salvation. The Bible says, as he is. As he is. Say, I am a rock of salvation. When you're still a baby, you need salvation. You call for salvation. When you grow in the word of God, you become the solution. So why is God teaching me the word like this? He's making a solution giver. A solution giver. Say, I'm a solution giver. I'm a solution giver. Say it with some seriousness. Say, I'm a solution giver. The Bible says that saviors shall arise from Mount Zion. At one point you needed a saviour. But now you have also become a saviour. That's why the Bible says that God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He stands in the congregation of the mighty. Oh, Fanero is the congregation of the mighty. And then he says, and he judges among the gods. He does not judge the gods. He judges among. Oh, hallelujah. We have become gods because we are coming from God. The way they were called Jacob, that we are coming from Jacob. We are also gods because we are coming from God. So we are of the same substance as Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I can tell this story on and on and on again. This message was intended to provoke some of us to come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In his different forms, discover the purpose of why he had to become some things. It had to become many things to be relevant to many generations. And now the Bible says this rock which was Christ is now our hope of glory. It says Christ in you the hope of glory. The rock which is in me is my hope. Say I'm not hopeless. It says there's no day I am hopeless. Because Christ is my hope. Speak to Him right now. Speak in other tongues. Glorify Him. David said, I will sing to the Lord my rock. I'll praise Him for His my help. help. That's why that musician sang a song and said, On Christ the Soul rock I stand All the ground is sinking sand All the ground is sinking sand On Christ the soul rock I stand You might be here, and yes, you have heard about the rock of your salvation, but you have never consciously received Jesus Christ as the rock of your salvation. You are still trying to manufacture your own salvation. You haven't yet believed in Jesus. I want to charge you by God to make this decision that from today, the Lord Jesus will be the rock of my salvation. You say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I've had your word. I have believed it. I have decided in my heart that you should be Lord of my life. I confess within my mouth that you are my Lord. Because I believe in my heart that when you died, it was me you were dying for. But when you were raised, you were raised from my justification. From today, I'm born again. I'm yours and you are mine.